this truck has naughty words. Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? The Milk Boutique, also known as TMB on social media, is a nursing-friendly activewear range ran solely by an Adelaide mother, Tammy, who you're going to meet really soon. TMB opened in 2016 after Tammy gave birth to not only her daughter, Ruby, but also a dream to design beautiful pieces for active mothers that weren't just supportive, but also really stylish. Tammy has big dreams for the Milk Boutique, which include extending on from active wear to everything pregnant and breastfeeding related. You guys, I cannot wait for you to meet and hear a bit more about Tammy's story. It's just a super inspirational transformational journey and she's just so great at seeing the silver lining and the gratitude in every situation and you know her business is so new it's only 18 months and yet the growth and the support it's had around Australia and around internationally but also specifically within the Adelaide region is just phenomenal so I can't wait for you to meet her I stumbled across Tammy when a friend added me to a Adelaide business women's Facebook page and it was one of the first pages that I joined that didn't feel like it had an underlying sales technique it was just a bunch of people together fiercely supporting and encouraging each other from the Adelaide South Australia region for women in business and it was a really powerful page and we connected and contacted a little bit through there Um, and then yeah realized we actually have a lot in common being really ambitious mamas so the interview today we're chatting about a lot of different things how she got started in business the journey through that and also how it's transitioned and led her on this path of a real personal development journey and how supporting women with their bras during breastfeeding has also led to supporting them in other ways as well. So it's a super inspirational talk. I can't wait for you to get to know her. So let's get started. All right, everyone. So I'm here with Tammy from the Milk Boutique and we're going to be chatting about all things mum life and business life and the hectic balance between being a mum and trying to create an empire as well. So why don't you come on in and introduce yourself to everyone, Tammy? Hello, thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah, so I'm Tammy. I own the Milk Boutique, which is an activewear brand uh, designed for uh, mothers who are expecting as well as breastfeeding mums. So yeah, my, my business is about 18 months old, so it's still... Uh, fairly new so I'm still learning a lot but I'm loving every moment of it wow I'm honestly I'm super shocked that it's only 18 months since you've been in business Uh, yeah (laughs) it's actually gone so fast but when I think about it I'm like yeah like in comparison to a lot of other businesses it really hasn't been around for that long but it has grown um pretty fast in that time (laughs) so yeah it's it's been it's been a crazy ride so far 
Wow. So tell me a little bit more about life pre-kids for you. What was that like? Um, just absolutely nothing like it is now. <laughs> oh my gosh. So pre-kids, um, I guess it was more just about me working and having a career um, and socialising with friends, um, you know, just the usual sort of life, you know, just trying to get higher up as I could in my career and, and work for somebody else. Um, and my partner is a, he's sort of a, he has an entrepreneurial mind, however you say it. Um, so when I sort of passed the idea to him that um, I wanted to sort of start my own business, he was the one that was just like, yep, you have to do it. And it just, yeah, completely changed everything after I had Ruby. I just, I don't know. She kind of opened my eyes up to a whole new world of possibilities. And I just feel like I have just changed so much since having her and starting my own business. Wow. So yeah, definitely some big changes there post kids. Oh, for sure. I think kids just open your eyes up to a whole new world. It just, it's crazy. Um, I feel, I feel like it didn't happen. Like, you know, the second she was born and I looked at her into her eyes, I just changed. It wasn't like that, but over time, like they just teach you just like patience and like, you just start to inhabit this whole new personality that you didn't even know existed and and important things that you thought were important before are, are just not and then you know new things are as you sort of grow and um learn how to be a parent I guess so yeah it's just crazy <laughs> yeah I I fully completely understand like yeah. I look back to who I was pre-kids I'm like oh my god I didn't even know who I was <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I used to worry about this, the stupidest things. And, and now it's like, oh my gosh, who was that person? It certainly wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. The end of my world pre-kids would have been like, you know, not being able to get to my spray tan appointment on time. Oh or, yeah. I had like weekly spray tans, like get my nails done. Like that was my biggest worry. Um, oh yeah. But I wouldn't change anything for, for a second because it's made me who I am today. So I, I appreciate the little the simpler sort of Tammy that I I once was <laughs> yeah yeah I look back and you know when Facebook memories comes up and it flashes back to like 2012 2010 and I just read it and I'm like oh my gosh you naive little girl you were so cute <laughs> so naive <laughs> yeah yeah she had no yeah. clue and she I'm like I was whining about sleep back then like oh my god if only I knew <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, sleep's pretty good for me now. I'm pretty happy with how things are going now, but oh gosh, the newborn age was definitely challenging. Yeah. <laughs> so the deprivation is, is a thing. Yeah, it's definitely, that's why they use it as a form of torture. So the career yeah. that you were in before the kids, does that have anything to do with the type of work that you're doing now? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I mean, there is some aspects that I can bring into my um, business now. I mean, I was a practice manager at a physiotherapy clinic for, um, it got to just, uh, just before seven years. Um, so there is certainly things that I've brought over. Obviously I'm, I'm like really good at managing, you know, documents and behind the scenes type types of things and keeping everything nice and organized. But um, in terms of like, creativeness and product design and oh you know just social media advertising that sort of stuff that 
that sort of is all quite new to me. So yeah, it's, it's very different. (laughs) So before I get stuck into asking the real like nitty gritty of how you went through that process for, you know, starting a business and really backing yourself to go out there. Like you mentioned earlier that your husband was totally on board. Now I know for like maybe, you know, yourself and for me, we have these amazing supportive men in our life that kind of get it. But for so many women out there, it's definitely not the case. So yeah, like how did that, how did that conversation go when you're like, Hey, I have this little idea. And what do you think so important about your relationship that allowed that kind of idea to bubble up into actually creating something? Well, he had his own business. Um, I think it must have been around the same time that I decided I had my little idea. So watching him um, start his business and watching him sort of be creative and do his own thing and like, you know, um, he got really inspired by it and it was really quite ins- yeah, disinspiring for me to watch that. So um that kind of sparked it for me. And then it was literally just me being at work one day and I was just like, I want to be home with Ruby. I want to do something else. (laughs) Um, and I, I think I might've rang Jason in my lunch break and I was just like, you know what? I think I want to start designing. I think in my mind then I just wanted to do one nursing friendly sports bra or two. Um, so I was just like, Hey, I I think I want to do this. I think I want to design a nursing friendly sports bra. And he was just like, yeah, let's do it. And he's just like, have you looked into it? And I said, oh, no, it's just an idea now. And he goes, this is what you've got to do. And he kind of just jumped at it. And I definitely think without his support, I don't know whether it would have happened for me. I'm not really sure. But he is the person that sparked it behind me. And I'm just so glad that um, he is supportive like that. I know I know that not everyone does have that. It's something that I certainly appreciate. Um but yeah, you can, I think he wants to start another business now. <laughs> he's actually, oh, I think he's like a little bit too crazy at times. He wants to do everything and anything. So sometimes you have to pull the reins in and say, slow down, mate. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a lot going on at the moment. So yeah, yeah, it can be, it can be um also a con as well as a pro, you know, in his personality or anyone who thinks the same. Yeah. Cause it's like, you can take on a little bit too much sometimes. <laughs> Especially with kids oh, yeah. going into the mix, it can get pretty overwhelming, I guess. Oh, yeah. We have so much going on, especially with the Milk Boutique happening. And, yeah, he he just wants to start another one. So I'm just like, yeah, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how much more I can handle. <laughs> we have three businesses and my husband's kind of dropping hints about, like, his own thing now. And I'm like, can I just get the three we have, like, really automated? Then we can talk about number four. <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh, um, yeah, I guess we, we relate a lot then, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's good. I like it. It's exciting. It keeps like, you know, life quite exciting, but it can get stressful if you let it be, if you let it get to you too much, you know, running businesses and, and life in general. But yeah, it's good. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me, tickling my throat. So t- tell me about the worst times you've had in business so far like what's been the moments where you're just like oh my god I I don't know if I'm cut out for this um probably I think one of the most difficult things that can um affect me at times is not having that person to answer to and also push you and motivate you so you know 
as much as I liked my job beforehand, there were certainly days where I couldn't be bothered, but I knew I had to go in. Like you just know you have to go in, otherwise you lose your job. And when you go in, um, you know, there's always something new going on. There's a team of people. Um, you'll get delegated jobs and you'll do them. But with my business, it's literally just me, you know, pushing myself and it's up to me to find more work. You know, if it is quiet, um, to start something new, start a new design. So sometimes if the motivation isn't there, I mean, it's, you have to find it. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, your business doesn't strive. So, so what that's definitely a challenge for me. Um, I guess I just have to force myself to do it. Um, if I start thinking about it too much and I think, I think, oh, it's just too hard, you know, I just can't seem to motivate myself. I just put aside all the sort of negative thoughts behind it and start being grateful again it's just kind of naming a few grateful things like well look this business actually lets me stay at home and spend more time with ruby and if it doesn't if i don't make this work then you know then i have to probably sell it and i have to go back to get and have a normal everyday job so (laughs) i just try and look at the positives behind it and stop thinking about any kind of negatives and just you know put some music on smash it out and usually when I get onto Instagram or social media and I connect with people about my products and see them wearing it it kind of motivates me again um but yeah I mean running a business is really up and down so it's never just going to be all ups there's always going to be downs so just got to push through it I guess yeah and how do you feel that up and down kind of, you know, affects your husband and Ruby as well, like the people around you? When you're having a down moment, does it, it you know, expand out to them? And does that give you extra motivation to kind of pick it up and keep going? Or Yeah, I think like knowing that the Milk Boutique um, is a part, you know, a huge financial support for our family um, keeps me going because I want to be able to support our family. I want, you know, Ruby to be happy and have, you know, good things in life and I want to I want Jason to be proud of me so to have them in my life makes me want to keep going obviously um it would be you know maybe more challenging if it was just me because then I'd like well it's it's just supporting me but you know knowing it's going to my family um is really important to me so they keep they definitely keep me going that's awesome so how did the Milk Boutique, you know, it started as an idea of just a couple of nursing bras that you could actually run around in without your boobs slapping you in the face while you run. <laughs> and that's yeah. now transformed into something that's like, so I know it's super well known around Adelaide. And obviously we met as part of the, I think it's the Adelaide Business Women's Group. I can't remember. I'm a part of that many. Yeah. And that's yeah. another little baby of yours as well as, am I right? Yeah. So um, once I left my job, um, I kind of freaked out and I was just like, oh my gosh, now I have no one to talk to. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm a very, I'm a social butterfly. I, I get inspired by other people who are around me and I thought I need to do something else to keep me um, in the loop and be able to still connect with other women or not even just women, just anyone really. Um, and then, yeah, I just decided to make the Adelaide Business Women um, Facebook group and um, yeah. I mean, heaps of people have joined the group already, which is amazing. And I just love seeing everyone's like content on there. And um, we had our first catch up, uh, I think it was about a month ago. And it was amazing. I loved it. I walked out feeling so motivated um, and inspired by all these ladies. So I'm really glad that I made that group. And it's, it was more just for my own benefit, just to, you know, 
have some friends. <laughs> That's the best intention behind it because unfortunately you do see so many of the groups out there that has that underlying current of trying to sell something, trying to promote something, trying to recruit people to a certain program. Whereas I just do feel that what you've created is a very open and authentic place, which is, you know, my vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I never, it's not a business idea. That's for sure. It was just, it was more like mentally keeping me happy idea. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, everyone else, um, you know, they probably, I think they're in the same boat as me anyway. So they were really appreciated it. And I don't, I don't mean to make any money out of it. I just want to do it for the fun of it. And, you know, um, I guess it does sort of benefit my business in some way because now more people know about my business because they, they want to know what I do. Yeah. You know, aside from um, managing the Facebook group page. So hand in hand, it's great. And it's just good for me to, to get out and socialize too. So yeah, I'm really liking it at the moment. Can't wait to organize some more uh, meetups in Adelaide. So yeah. they're good. I'll definitely be at the next one. I was pretty bummed. I missed the last one. So like, it's really lonely sometimes being a mum in general and just being like at home with this tiny human and at the end of the day you've just been touched and touched and touched you don't want to be touched anymore but you've also had like no stimulating conversation and then add business owner on top of that where you're being you can often some days you can have no one to talk to whatsoever and it's all online and then other days you could literally spend all day on the phone and be completely exhausted how do you take care of yourself through that journey um, I exercise. It definitely makes me a happier person. Um, I am completely a different person without exercise. It just sort of makes me see clear, like clearer, um, and realize what I need to do. So if I'm feeling lonely, you know, sometimes you're just not in a very good headspace. You might just feel lonely and that might just be all it is, but you're just not in a good headspace and you can't figure out why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Um, so to be able to just do something to clear your mind, come out of it and go, yeah, maybe I, maybe it is just that I am a bit lonely. I just need to go out and maybe just have a coffee date with somebody or connect with someone in some way, which is not online because I, I love social media, but it, it really is just a really disconnected way to socialize. It's just not real. So yeah, just to be able to get out and speak with someone, you know, face to face, it's just so good. Um, but the problem with me is that I want to get out too much and I have to force myself back in and make sure I get my work done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, and if that is the case and I do need to smash out work, but I still feel, you know, lonely or something like that. I think podcasts are amazing. I just love podcasts. I, yes. it's, it's a way to just have something on in the background to make you feel more human and adult to not have to listen to Peppa Pig or, PJ Masks or whatever you have to listen to all day long and just have like a, almost like an adult conversation with someone without having to talk and you can still do your chores and do your daily activities at the same time. So yeah, um, yeah those two things, exercise and podcasts and getting out would be my things that help me get through. That's really great. And just listening to your story, I've totally just identified the days that I get grumpy are the days where I have not had like adult interaction all day. The days where I'm back to back phones with my clients and I'm talking to people, I am like so high on life. And then the next day where it's just me and the three-year-old, oh man, I'm so grumpy by the end of the day. <laughs> I'm going to have to get yeah. to the gym and working out. Oh, it's just like, it's a matter of, 
you know, um, wearing all these different hats all the time. And sometimes you don't feel like wearing the mum hat or you don't feel like wearing the businesswoman hat or whatever the case may be, but you just have to do it and just find a way to, to um, be grateful for it, I guess. And, but make sure you like, I think the last probably month I've, I've worked out that I really have to look after myself mentally. And so if I feel a way, a certain way, if it's a negative way or whatever, I need to make sure that I put attention on it and figure out why and fix it and not ignore it. So yeah. that's a big thing for me. Cause I know you were mentioning on social media that you've been through like a bit of a transformation recently and you know, you've got the milk boutique, which is this incredible brand, but there's also like more that you want to share. Yeah. So I mean, the milk boutique is amazing. I absolutely love it and I'm always going to do it. Um, but there is just something, I almost feel like there's another crawling for me to do something which um, involves connecting with other people and talking about subjects on a deeper level because um, I I guess once I, you know, I've always wanted to be able to work from home. You always want these things in life. You want them so, so badly. And then when it happens and you go, oh, yeah, I'm really happy. But then after like a little while you go, wait, I'm not actually happy. I still feel unfulfilled. And it happened to me. And I, you know, all I wanted was to be able to do the milk boutique um, solely. And then it happened, right? And then a few weeks later, I still felt just like, like something was missing. And I just couldn't figure out what it was. And I realized that I was searching for, you know, happiness in all the wrong places. And I realized that I wasn't putting attention into what, where the happiness really needed to, to be, um, to come from and that was from like inside of myself uh, it's really weird it's, it's probably almost no, like another no, podcast <laughs> it's almost like another podcast probably interview to, to, to go on about but I don't know I guess I'm a, I like to talk to people who think they have mental health illnesses and um and sort of help them through it because I have been through the worst of it so so badly and I feel like I've suddenly come out and realized that I've put this label on myself saying that I'm someone who gets anxiety and gets depression and all this stuff like that and then I realized I'm not it's just the labels that I've put on myself and and the happiness that you know I don't really care anymore about what people think and I don't really care about you know trying to fit in or whatever I just want to do what I want to do and so yeah, I made another Facebook, another Instagram page about um, mind and body babes. And I just want to keep sort of pursuing that a little bit more, a little bit, a little bit more of the emotional side of people. So it's a completely different avenue to the Milk Boutique, but I just realized that the Milk Boutique's um, Instagram page and Facebook page probably isn't the best spot for me to be posting that sort of information. It's a bit deep yeah. <laughs> for mums who are who are just looking for a sports bra and I'm right in there talking about mental health. <laughs> well, I guess it's like so, you're giving them a surface level of support, like, right, for their boobs, they're getting support, and then it's offering them that deeper level of support <laughs> and connection as well. I think it's yeah, that's actually, in a life. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Really to support women in whatever way you possibly can. That's right. That's actually, yeah, I should put like a little flyer in with my sports bra saying, now, if you need further support, like mentally, then come to me. Exactly. <laughs> but no, perfect. No, it's not. It, I don't, I certainly don't feel like I'm suddenly like the queen of understanding mental health illness. I just, I just love to share my journey and I love to um, share it while I'm going through it. 
because then it can relate to people who might feel the exact same way at the exact same time. So yeah, I just, I'm a sharer. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think it's so powerful these days. Like I know I'm a life coach and I'm helping people with their deepest, deepest, darkest problems and their business goals as well. And I'm currently going through treatment for an eating disorder that keeps popping back up into my life year after year after year. You don't have mm. to be a perfect shiny little disco ball to be able to help other people. There's so no. power in your journey and being able to share that with people as you're going through it rather than just yeah. here I was and now I'm all shiny and perfect. No one's perfect. Absolutely no one is perfect. And there's something about people like me and you who have been through the shit of it, like been dragged through it to understand it. So if anyone, if I ever, like I think I once went to a psychologist at one point in my life and I think she told me that she had never really had anxiety or never really had any kind of depression or anything like that. And I thought, well, you're not the person for me because I, I, I relate to people. I mean, she's probably the person for someone else, but just not for me. I just love to relate to people who have literally experienced it as I have as well and have been through it. So, I mean, it's just, it's just teaching people about your own life experience in hopes that it helps someone else. So yeah. Yeah. There's something there's it's something very cool hard about that. to explain anxiety, depression, any mental illness or eating disorders to people that haven't aren't like been through it because they just cannot fathom how differently your brain works at a certain period of time. But it is all about, like you mentioned earlier, acknowledging that that has been a story for you know a part of your life, but also acknowledging that you have the power to change that story now. And it's just so wonderful oh, yeah. to see you taking back that power for yourself. That's right. It's um. I've been reading a few books and just like really getting in touch with myself. And I think my partner thinks I'm turning into some weird spiritual hippie. I don't know. <laughs> He's just like, what activities have you been doing today? But like at the end of the day, it's helping me and it's like giving my power back. And I feel like it's giving my life back as well. I just feel so happy and I just feel like comfortable in my own skin again. And it's, I didn't realize I never did feel happy. I just thought that, you know, a lot of people try and look for happiness within things. When you already kind of have it, you just need to see it. Yeah. And I feel like that's happened to me. So, yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been cool. It's been hard, really hard, but it's been a really good experience, I think. And I just want to keep sharing that. Um, and just, I don't, I have no idea where that Instagram page is going to go. Once again, it's not even a business idea. It's just something that I feel passionate about. Yeah. <laughs> My only business is the milk boutique. Everything else I do around it is just me just winging it. <laughs> just sharing for a place of just offering, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I just love connecting and I think other people are appreciating it as well. So it's really nice. That's so great. I'm, I'm excited to see where that Instagram page heads, where it, whichever direction it takes. So I guess like, yeah, thinking about the milk boutique again, so I have a million questions because it's just such a cool brand and I'm still in shock that it's only 18 months old. So <laughs> what do you think makes it so different for people? I guess, I don't know. I think, you know, one thing about it is that it is a, it is a Adelaide brand and little old Adelaide, you know, we all support each other. So I feel blessed to be here in Adelaide. The second that the word gets around, everyone's just like, yeah, get on board. And they support me so much. And I'm just so grateful for that. Um, but second of all, there really isn't much available at all for mums who are nursing and, or, um, or expecting. Um, 
that is able to be like stylish and look nice and be able to still, they can obviously exercise and wear them. So it is also a unique product. Um, I don't know whether me sharing my life a little bit too much in there helps. I don't really know. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, um, I just wing all of it really. I really do. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing wrong with building a business brand and a personal brand alongside it. That's just that's yeah. powerful. I just think it is really authentic and um, there's something powerful about pleasing mums. Like if mums are happy, then they will tell all of their other mum friends. But at the same time, if you like, if I did something bad or sold them a bad product or something like that, the word would get around really quick. So oh, as long as I, the mum tribe, yeah, it, that's it. It's like the mum tribe, the mum community. Um, you can, you can please them or you can't please them. And that'd be the, probably the worst thing ever. Yeah. But no, that's everyone here in Adelaide, those, those women are fiercely protective or they're fiercely aggressive. I feel like there's no in the middle. <laughs> I know it's a little bit scary at times but I guess you know other mums look at me as I'm just another mum you know trying to support my family and do something that I'm passionate about and they just want to support that and then they get the product and they absolutely love it um and then they just tell others and so it's just taken off like that really um so yeah I guess that's why it's been so successful yeah so far and I, I can obviously see big things for it. What are your plans for the Milk Boutique as it grows? Well, I don't just want to have it as um, an activewear brand. I started with an activewear line, but I have way more products in the works that are coming out very soon. Um, I've got a whole bunch of samples coming in. So it's going to be just anything breastfeeding related um, or pregnancy related. So it's going to expand a lot. And it's the reason why I called it the Milk Boutique, not just, you know, an activewear line or brand or whatever. Um, but at some point, because I am so passionate about helping women, not just women, but anybody with like some sort of, you know, Put it, putting a label on it and calling it mental illness. I just hate that that name, that word. Um, but I would love to give back at some point as well and be able to, you know, sponsor someone or do something with a charity. So I do want to give back um, and be able to help it as a community sort of type of business at some point as well. So that's a huge goal. If I can do that, I'll feel so happy. I'll be over the moon. So, yeah, that's the rest of it. vision. Yeah, I mean, I, and the fact that other people, other businesses are getting on board and stocking my brand is amazing. Um, it, it just creates more awareness around Australia. Um, I'd love to go overseas and have more um, stores or stockers overseas. So, yeah, huge plans, but just taking it day by day. i got to make sure I slow down. <laughs> <laughs> so what did it feel like when you sold your first bra or you got your first big stockers? How did that feel for you? Um. I just don't really believe it. Like I just, maybe I, I didn't feel through the actual emotions. I just was like, okay, next, okay, next, like onto the next thing, onto the next thing. Like, and I, I feel like nowadays after what I've been through recently, I actually stop and go, oh, like that's pretty cool. Like I probably should have done that from the very beginning. Not saying that I'm not grateful. I just feel like I was like fast pacing it crazy, like a crazy woman. Um, but yeah, I mean, the... I still, I hear my phone go off and sales go on and I pack waters and I still, I, sometimes I just can't believe it. I really can't. It's just so nice. It's a really good feeling to know that people actually love your products. And the best feeling of all actually 
um, would have to be when mums go onto my website and leave, like you can leave like a between one and five star review. So just seeing them come through almost on, on the dailies, that's actually the best thing I reckon. Oh, then yeah. you can actually read what they say and they seem so genuine as well about it. So I get more excited about my testimonial notifications than I do about my bank notifications with Sexy Selfish, like by far. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's what it is. Hey, it's, it's more about the actual genuine feedback from people that you care about. And that means you're in it for the, for the right reasons, I reckon. If yeah. you're in it for money, then you're not going to, it's just not going to work. It's just, it just won't last. It can like, it can all happen and it can be exciting when it's just about the money, but it just, you know, you, you won't stay in it during the hard days if it's just about the money. No way. And you know what? I think I, it was probably a couple of months ago. I had a conversation with Jason and I specifically remember it. I said, I think we were buying a lotto ticket or one of those home lottery things where you can win like a car, you can win a house. And we bought a few tickets and I actually said to him, you know what? I was like, you know what, if we win a house or we win whatever, however much money, I would still keep the milk boutique going. And that to me, me saying that out loud, I'm like, well, that must mean that I love it enough. You know, yeah. <laughs> if you, if you won the lottery and the first thing you thought about was quitting your job, then mm, I don't know, maybe you don't love your job and you don't love what you do. So maybe you should rethink what you do. <laughs> exactly. And then that's probably like most normal people's reaction is I'll never have to do anything again. But I, you know, I have the same conversation with my husband. If we won the lottery tomorrow, 99% of that would dive straight back into my business and what I do. It would just give me an opportunity to grow faster than I currently am. That's all. <laughs> yeah. And you would continue doing the same thing. Cause obviously exactly. you find it fulfilling your life calling. So yeah, that's, that means you're in, you're on the right track, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyone else listening out there, <laughs> you're not crazy <laughs> if you would spend your, we you know like lotto winnings back into your business or you would keep, yeah, going. you're definitely it's a smart, a very, very smart move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in those early days of setting up your business and kind of going from an idea to selling that first bra, what was that experience like because like I, I know myself there's so many ups and downs in those early days where you're trying to get it together and make it work and sometimes it's so easy to just go too hard and back down so how was that process for you oh it I mean I'm at a really good point now everything's routine and structured quite well so I know what I'm doing and you know how everything works but there's always something new um you know when you run a business, I think it's always good to try new, like try new avenues. And so that always, always involves learning something new. Um, and once again, if you haven't got someone to answer to, then you're the only person who's going to push yourself to actually do it. And there's been plenty of times where I've had my little to-do list with all the little jobs that I just can't be bothered doing. And I keep going, oh, next week or tomorrow or next week. So, um, you know, being able to just making myself get those little things done and spending the time to learn how to, um, make my business be as effective as possible where things run faster um, is, de is definitely important. I think I've gone off track with the question though. <laughs> I've already oh, forgotten. So good. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, at the start, it's definitely, definitely hard, especially for me because I came into it with like some experience, but I had no idea how to set up um, you know, an account with a career company, um, how to set up my label machine to print postage labels whether I could use satchels or little envelope bags or um, you know all that sort of stuff really you know whether I could send overseas the cheapest rates how to have an online website how to um, I kind of knew about bookkeeping but not to the extent that I needed to know so there's certainly at the start it's you, you could easily just say not too hard 
But if you get through it, then you're like, yes, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, I did it, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, it's that first, first year that's just kind of sucks sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't the stat something like if you get past, a lot of businesses don't get past the first one or two years. Yeah. And it's, it's probably because of that. Almost don't make it past the first year. And I think it's something like of the 5% left, one in five only make it past three years. So it's oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's probably why, because it, this, there's a lot of things that's just like, you know what, it's too hard. It's probably just easier to work for someone. But if you can push through and get it done, um, and obviously finance would be a huge thing as well, I would assume. Um, testing the market beforehand is certainly a good idea. That's what I did. I tested the market, and but it, it quickly proved to be a good market to be in. So, yeah, I mean, I'm still learning even now. There's, I, there's things that I've got to do tomorrow that I haven't done before. So <laughs> 18 months in and I'm still having to learn new things. So yeah, it's up so and down. So are you doing most of it yourself or you're, you know, outsourcing a few things now that the business is growing? No, I'm doing all of it myself still. Yeah. I probably should start outsourcing at some point, but that's a whole new task to have to train someone up and have everything running, you know, smoothly and I'm a bit of a control freak. So for now, I'm still doing absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just so I'll do it while I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm the same. Like, I want to learn everything possible about my business. Like, it, it's like, why would I hire someone else to do a website? It'd be so cool to learn how to do the back end of a website. And other people are like, are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's definitely... Um, a point where you probably should delegate but for now I'm enjoying it but if it with all my plans that I have coming out I know that there's no realistic way of me continuing to do everything at some point soon I'm gonna have to hand over the ropes a little bit so <laughs> yeah yeah and delegate a few things out delegation is definitely key I reckon I know it'll help me but yeah it'll push me outside of my, my comfort zone for sure so how has your relationship with your husband progressed as like you're growing this business as well? How has that anything changed within that dynamic for you? Um, he probably just hears me whinge a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, there was a point where we, we kept laughing because about probably once every four weeks I would cry to him and be like, I can't do it anymore. Don't want to do it. And he'd say, Tammy, this is, you do this every single month. Like, you know what, tomorrow you'll be like, you know, thinking that you're winning a life again. So, you know, he, he would sort of push me through. So he probably, he, I lean on him a lot more now and he definitely helps me with some big decisions as well. Um, you know, it still is, I, it, I think it's still considered a small business. So I've got to be really careful with the way that I um, reinvest money and where I spend it. So he's really good like that. I can really ask him for advice. So a lot of our conversations these days are about business and that's probably where we have to make sure we keep our conversations also about personal stuff and not, yeah. you know, not just, you know, mum, dad conversation and business, but also making sure we have quality time together. So that's probably one thing we have to keep working on. Um, but it hasn't changed a, ho a whole lot, really. He's, he's too good to me, I think. <laughs> he puts up with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as long as you can get a good egg, you've got to hang on to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's running his own business as well. Oh, yeah. And, and you're running the business. So what's that like for you guys, like juggling two businesses and working kids? Does it get a bit crazy? 
Um, I think at the moment it's pretty smooth sailing for us. I think we know what's going on. He, um, he, I, I sort of stay out of his business a fair bit and he also stays out of mine in, in terms of like, we can ask each other for advice, but when it comes down to the decision-making type of situation, then we handle our own shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's pretty good. I think we were stepping on each other's feet a little bit too much to begin with, but now it's quite good. And um, he helps out a lot with Ruby when he gets home, even after long days. So there's certainly days where we have our off days and we're not happy at each other. That happens with every relationship, I think. No, no one has that sort of perfect relationship. But, um, yeah, we've been together for, uh, I think, about nine years, nearly coming up ten. So we've been through a lot of stuff together. We, yeah. We've learned how to communicate, um, which is definitely key in, re- in relationship, I think. Being able to communicate. Mm. Yeah. Everything. If you don't have the communication, there's there's nothing left. Yeah. We, yeah, we've been through. If you can't talk to each other, forget it. Yeah. And there's definitely been times in our relationship where we didn't communicate and we didn't think our relationship was going to work, but we powered through it and we, now we're even stronger than ever. So I'm glad that I've been with him for such a long time, you know, that I know him so well now. Yeah. So it definitely helps. Yeah. Oh, it's been so nice getting to know you a bit more. I'm actually a little bit freaked out about how much we have in common, to be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> not normally what I expect when I get on a podcast interview. I'm just like, oh, me too, me too, me too. Um, so what advice would you give to a mum who was in a similar position to you, just like knowing that she wanted more than, than what life, you know, more than just being a mum? Not that that's a bad thing, but, you know, they just want more and they are trying to figure out what that more is for them. What advice would you give to, you know, those mums out there? Um, I guess I'm not really sure whether that's like in a personal way or a business way. I guess it could be both. But I would just say to stop listening to the expectations that you think people have on you. So who cares if you have this ridiculous idea of a business plan or a personal plan, or you decide you want to travel, but you think that you should be doing something else because society tells you you should be doing it. Don't listen to it. Do whatever you want to do. Even if you just have to test the waters a little bit and just see if that's actually what you want to do first. Um, But yeah, just to like, listen to your gut. Don't go, don't be a sheep. (laughs) I, yeah, there's, there's too many sheep out there. You've got got to be the goat. (laughs) Is that a goat. I just made up my own saying. <laughs> you gotta be a goat. I love that. That should be a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. See, made up my own saying. <laughs> well, those goats are so incredibly stubborn. Like they will just get up that cliff, even if there's nothing to walk on, and even humans can't climb up. But that goat's like, damn it, bitch, I'm getting to the top. So, <laughs> oh, damn straight. Those mountain mountain goats. Yeah, yeah. they get they get wherever they want to get. They don't care. So go be a mountain goat. Yeah, yeah I love it. <laughs> and what advice yeah. would you have for a woman who's, you know, maybe she is running her own small business. Maybe she's in that startup phase and she's, she's searching online right now and she knows your brand and she's come across this podcast and she's just having a really shitty day. What would you tell her? Um, and she wants to start her own business, did you say? Yeah, she's in the trenches. She's doing the work. Yep. Yeah, got something um, going, but it's hard. Like it's hard. Get on YouTube and write. How do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> get on podcasts and look up 
business strategies, advertising strategies, whatever it is, manufacturing, whatever you have to do. It's all on, on, on YouTube and podcasts and Google. It's just, you could easily find it. Just get your head in and bum up and have a look. <laughs> There's so many answers on the internet and people who have already done it and they've already experienced maybe what you're already experiencing now and they've posted it online. So go have a look, have a read, have a watch and you'll probably be able to learn from them. Yeah. Um, or, be, you know, turn to friends and, and family for advice as well and vent on them. They might be able to give you some help as well. Or just go over to the Milk Boutique and the Instagram page or whatever and ask me and I'll help you. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like great advice. And I'll definitely take that. I'll hit you up on Instagram when I'm having a a crappy day. Oh, yeah. Maybe I need some um, surface support and some deeper support as well. I'm just going (laughs) to tell you about Milk Boutique back when I was breastfeeding because that would have made 18 months of two hourly breastfeeds a lot easier. Yeah, I wish I heard about my own business too. <laughs> it's why I started it. But I will be set up for baby number two, so I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be so cool. Yeah. Well, thank yeah, you. I'm pretty happy. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on the Sexy Selfish Podcast. Um, do you just want to let people know where they can find you and find all your goodies and connect with you and send you some feedback? Yeah. yeah. So... The website is www.themilkboutique.com.au. Easy. Instagram and Facebook is just The Milk Boutique. So I am on Snapchat a little bit. Again, The Milk Boutique. Um, Yeah. So you can find me over all of those avenues. (laughs) Fantastic. And you'll let us, the the Facebook page from the Adelaide Women, which, what's that called again? Adelaide Business Women is the Facebook page. Yep. Awesome. So if you do happen um, to be in Adelaide and you want to jump on, because um, I'm sure Tammy will be planning a meetup again in a couple of months and we can all just go hang out. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's definitely the most casual hangout ever. <laughs> the first one was just us having a glass of wine and having a great chat. So the next one will be um, probably at the beginning of spring, I would, I think. I have to lock in a date. But Adelaide Business Women is what it's called. Fantastic. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for joining me on the Sexy Selfish podcast. And I look forward to seeing everything the Milk Boutique has coming for it. It's just like, sounds like it's going to be an exciting couple of years ahead for you. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited as well. And thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish. To check out more of the Sexy Selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies, head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com. It's totally free and it's jam packed with hours and hours of content for you. Thank you so much for being here with me today on The Sexy Selfish Show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I'm sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing the link and you could literally change someone's life. Remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.